Hello, hello, hello. Sammy here from the Gateway team. Just letting you know how much we all appreciate your love and support over the last few seasons of Gateway. And just letting you know that you can help us by heading to our newly established Patreon page, www.patreon.com forward slash gateway to anime. Every little bit helps and we really appreciate any love and support that you can find. You can also, of course, find us on all social media platforms if you search Gateway to Anime. And please go and check out our website at www.gatewaytoanime.com. If you have the time to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, once again, such a massive help. Something feels like doesn't help, but helps us massively. So if you have the time, please do. Thanks again for your love and support. Ah, hello, 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 and welcome back to Gateway to Anime. How are we all? What's going on? Charlie, what's up? Hi, we're here. We're all in lockdown. That means I can watch infinite anime. So, you know, who cares about my job? I have been job? watching one anime <laughs> and I have not been enjoying it, but we'll discuss later. <laughs> God, spoilers, Graham. Come on. Spoilers, Graham. Ugh. Yes, we are, we are back on Discord. Actually, this is our first time on Discord. We used to do Zoom, but we're now educated enough to use Discord and we are back in isolation Sydney, where we are all from, has succumbed to the Delta wave of the coronavirus, and we are in lockdown. So here we are, back in lockdown. But that doesn't mean that the podcast stops. In fact, it means we are stronger by watching more anime. (laughs) If anything, I'm so sorry. It's like a terrible side effect of already a bad situation of pandemic equals more gateway to anime. (laughs) <laughs> they got more time. You thought now. COVID was hard to get rid of. Yeah. Here comes that gateway to anime. anime. <laughs> that gateway vaccine. There was that like a uh, pandemic bingo. It was like starting a podcast. And I was like, I had done all of them. It was like 30 days of yoga with Adrian. Starting a podcast. <laughs> I was like, I'm so basic. Well, yes. Yeah, so this week we are talking about slice of life anime. And this is a genre that I'm not super familiar with, I must say. It's something that I've kind of always known about being an anime fan, but never actually gotten into that much until I started watching it this week. So I'll just start off by telling you a little, just a few dot points about what slice of life anime actually is. And then of course, we'll jump into the three suggestions that we will give you, which are sort of across the broad spectrum of the very wide spectrum. There's a theme here with anime, wide spectrums of genre. So we've got a lot to talk about here. Okay, so slice of life anime uh, is one of actually the main genres of anime. And a common trait is the emphasis on seasonality or procedure. Essentially, the slice of life genre tries to depict the everyday life of a particular character. So it's an extremely broad genre, as I said, because it's usually paired with a secondary genre. So these secondary genres can be very broad as well, like sci-fi, sports, fantasy, romance, interpersonal dramas, coming of age tales, isekais. You can basically put slice of life with anything, which is what makes it quite interesting. I, so, sorry to interrupt you so early because no, it's me. Yeah, when we talked about doing this episode, one thing that when you hear slice of life, you think like reality TV, like you kind of try and equate that. But actually, as Sam was saying, like the funniest thing is you could have a show about vampires, but it's still slice of life if it just follows the daily life of a vampire. So it's a really unique genre and that's what makes it unique. Absolutely. It is. And it's very specific to Japan, mm-hmm. I think, the slice of life genre, which makes it so, so interesting. So slice of life stories generally have very little conflict or exposition. The stories offer very few resolutions, often leaving the endings open-ended. 
However, it doesn't always depict every little part of a protagonist's life. Instead, it will focus on a particular setting, subject, or group of people. For example, Silver Spoon, which we talked about in the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood episode, which was the follow-up from Horomu Arakawa, which was, of course, Silver Spoon, and that is essentially about a guy who goes to agricultural school. And one of the big moments in like the third or fourth episode is that he learns to sit up straight on a horse. That's the climax of the episode. That's the whole point. Can you and do that? Like, I can't do that. No, but it's a, but it's, it's a huge moment for the character in the context of his life, right? But as far as like when you're looking at, you know, typical animes, it's like, oh, he didn't beat the god eater like in battle. <laughs> like, <laughs> he sat up on a fucking horse and that's the moment. But that, that's how simple this stuff gets and that's which is why it's so interesting and quite and quite beautiful and in fact when we we're watching it because gerald who did the full metal alchemist brotherhood episode with us was staying with me at the time and we were watching silver spoon straight after the episode and we we're both looking at each other being like oh man this is so good and gerald asked me is there an equivalent of slice of life genres in the west and i was like i i, I don't think there is i mean maybe dramas like uh, yeah it's it's, it's it's a very specific thing and you posed that question why. yeah you posed that question to me as well and that's what kind of got us even more keen to do this episode because it is so specific but i feel like most of the western renditions of slice of life are usually like satirical or parodies even like yeah i think like even you think of what we do in the shadows it's like a mockumentary mm. about the basic like banal life of something epic like a vampire but Slice of life as a genre in anime is incredibly earnest. Like, it's fully serious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the stakes are, are high for the characters almost all the time, which is, you know, which, which it is in real life, you know, for all of us. Yeah, despite mostly dealing in the mundane or domestic sides of life, slice of life anime do tend to exaggerate. So often relying on crazy situations or characters. For example, there's a show called The Devil is a Part-Timer, and there's also a show called Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. And in fact, the second series of that's about to air this summer. And these are big sort of fantasy shows. But what they do is they focus on the mundane and the everyday instead. So the devil is a part-timer, is the devil in a universe. But he gets banished to Earth where he has no choice but to work at an equivalent of McDonald's. Where capitalism is the true hell. And he just has to live as a normal guy. Hence, the devil is a part-timer. So it's kind of, there's a supernatural element to it, but it is a slice of life show. Even the show that was my anime of the season last season was Megalobox season two. Could argue that it was more of a slice of life show than a boxing anime, than a sports anime. In fact, I would say that it is, definitely. Mm -hmm. And which is what's so cool about it. Like I say, they, they, they meld genres all the time, which is what's cool about it. And like, there's a scale, of course. Like it's still, there's a lot of boxing in Megalobox. But really, it's a slice of life show. But then you get, you know, bigger slice of life shows, which are just like about like a show called Sing Yesterday for Me, where it's just like a guy who works in a convenience store having an existential moment in his mid-20s. Like that's super mundane and simple, but it can vary so widely. So this is the thing about slice of life. It's not as simple as you think. But at the same time, it's also crazy simple. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But I mean, it's funny because a lot of these things do have like Again, I'm going to talk about Fruits Basket. And honestly, we should play a drinking game. Like every time I bring this fucking anime <laughs> up, take a shot, you'll be wasted in the first episode I appear. I do think that because that's a drama and kind of a fantasy, but it's also a slice of life in some episodes. And most animes have a slice of life episode within them as well. Like it's a really specific yeah. thing. But the shows that we're going to talk it's about. the beach episode. Yeah. We're going to talk about is like. Every anime has a beach episode. Oh, I love the beach episode. It's disturbing. <laughs> Wait, is it disturbing? 
Okay. <laughs> Actually, is that bad? Depends. Depends. <laughs> what show? It, it depends on like if you. I just watched the beach episode of the show I was in, and I had to keep looking over my shoulder. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, you unfortunately, <laughs> we're gonna, Graham. Yeah. Graham genre is more like yeah. there's a couple of slice of life sub genres, but yours is cute girls doing cute things. Oh, it's and yeah. I'm sorry. Anyway, it's really funny that we gave this. Oh, to Sam Graham. should apologize. I can't. Anyway, but Sam's going to start us off because Sam, again, picked the most, like, critically acclaimed one for himself. He's like, which one oh, shall I select? And I went to the one that's, like, on the top ten of this and, like, it's a drama and it's, you know, beautiful about existentialism and environmentalism. And I was like, cool, I guess I'll watch the sad one and Graham will watch the cute girls. Don't worry about it. Yeah. We'll take the romance ones. So, Sam, tell us about your award-winning <laughs> Critically acclaimed masterpiece of the genre. <laughs> when you're the host and you write the content, you get some benefits. But <laughs> uh, we'll get to Mushishi. All the benefits as far as I'm aware. <laughs> so, yes, there's a few more points about Slice of Life before I talk about Mushishi. But slow developments are integral to Slice of Life anime as they don't usually have major conflicts to rely on normally or even narratively. They usually focus on day-to-day problems and issues. Um Another common attribute of the genre is the prevalence of procedures, traditions, and seasons. Like if it's a high school romance slice of life show or a high school show like Graham's watching, you better believe there's going to be a school festival or a whole bunch of stuff with clubs or sports days. Like these are the things which become the big dramatic narrative points of the story. You know, things which are important to you at the time in that period of your life. You know, like a huge thing, like doing the school play or whatever. It's a huge thing for your you at that point in your life when you're doing it. I mean, it's the biggest thing outside, I've ever like- done. <laughs> like career highlights, school, like mm. Jesus Christ Superstar at PLC. No, I'm kidding. Yes, so, Judas, you were. Thanks, Sam, for remembering the highlight of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Who was like, let's do an all female production of Jesus Christ Superstar? I mean, hats off. And that was like, ahead of the curve. Am- ambitious. Yeah, it was. Sorry, guys, we're combining <laughs> musical theater with anime again. No one cares about so it. No one cares. <laughs> so, yes, the narrative structure can also be quite fragmented and disjointed, too. So, sometimes it switches point of view from the protagonist to a side character, sort of out of nowhere. It's quite a common theme among Slice of Life shows as well. So, a word often attributed to Slice of Life anime is relaxing which can be quite jarring for people who are used to shonen battle shows or the like. Like for me, it took me a while, even with Mushishi, which is I think the key word for Mushishi is meditative. It is quite a shock when you're used to, not, not even just anime, but anything. It's, you know, drama is conflict and conflict is drama, right? And when you're watching something which doesn't rely on conflict or even narrative high points or whatever, it's like, it's quite a jarring experience to watch a show like this. Yeah. So the phrase slice of life was actually used in place of a French phrase Tranche de vie, excuse my French and Japanese. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> what not was English. that again? Say Sorry, that again. What was that, Sam? Tranche de vie. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. You guys can't see. He's also wearing a stripy top and it's just like. <laughs> it's a and a cardigan. This you might be less I dress, French I than you are French. Japanese. Like, I don't even know at this point. <laughs> anyway, which is used to describe naturalism as in the representation of mundane real life events naturally and lacking in a real story or traditional plot. However, as mentioned before, slice of life is indeed a very broad term and there exists within the genre a large group of subsets. So we've got Iyashike. Iyashike slice of life means healing and refers to the slice of life shows that have a healing effect, ideally. As I mentioned before, these are the shows that are typically relaxing shows, shows that take you out of the everyday stresses of life, you know, is a pure and generally wholesome form of escapism. 
Often shows about cute girls doing cute things, like what Graham's watching, K-On. Graham's favourite. not in a creepy, so Graham's not favorite a creepy genre. mode Sorry. way. <laughs> Sorry, Graham. Ideally, it's not creepy. It shouldn't be creepy. But like, oh, yeah. it feels creepy. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. <laughs> you know, there's also melodrama, which is what Charlotte's going to talk about. So stories, oh, dramas. Weird. So weird. <laughs> <laughs> so melodrama, obviously stories and dramas, which are so ridiculous, they could never be considered real life scenarios, which would normally constitute a slice of life anime. Even though the plots of melodrama, slice of life shows are so outside the realm of the normal, like Fruits Basket, they're still slice of life because they technically embody a piece of life that many of us may never deal with, but we are familiar with and can ultimately empathize with the character's story, you know, like in your show that you're about to talk about and Fruits Basket. So like I say, very slow paced and originally slice of life shows are mostly high school romance dramas. Now they can stem across almost any genre at all. And the endings also tend to be open-ended, which is another big trope across Slice of Life shows. So let me talk about Mushishi. I think before I get into this, I'm going to say, and I spoke to a friend of mine who is a big Slice of Life fan before this show, and I think the best way to describe how to watch Slice of Life, like you can't just slam 10 episodes. You know what I mean? Like it's not like you would like a Shonen show or a Netflix binge. Uh, what I think the <laughs> best, I mean, you can, you can, you can slam anything if you want. But I think for me, the best way to watch a Slice of Life show is to have it amongst the shows that you're watching. So like I say, it's a show that you watch when you want to wind down want to go to bed you know you've just watched a game of thrones episode or walking dead or whatever the fuck high octane shit and you're just like oh fuck that was intense let me throw on an episode of mushishi and i'll just chill out and go to sleep having a slice of life to watch just even you know one episode every three to four days even one episode a week yeah. Is a great way to watch Slice of Life because it just throws in when you want to just chill the fuck out and is not it, think and, too much. Antithesis of hype. Antithesis yeah. of hype. Yeah, exactly. Like one time during game, not sorry, during Attack on Titan, I had to go for a run immediately after a reveal because I was so hyped that I like yeah. had, like pretty much scream ran around the block. <laughs> just screaming, <laughs> running through the streets. Honestly, and I don't run. So that's the one time in my life where I was like, I this reveal was too much. It was too hype. But um slice of life, yeah, you're right, Sam. It was good to come. Maybe I should have watched an episode of K on to calm down, you know? Honestly, <laughs> but that that's how to use it. Running through the streets. <laughs> yeah, that's how I think you should utilize it. I think if you're gonna get into slice of life and it's something you've never really considered before, just like blend it in to the shows that you're watching. And that's how you'll get the most out of it, I think. Anyway. Let me talk about Mushishi. So the mangaka is Yuki Urobishihara, and it was serialized in Kodansha's Seinen magazine, so it's a Seinen manga, in the Seinen magazine afternoon season Zokan from 1999 to 2002. It's actually sold over 3.8 million copies of the manga. It's, it's very highly received and very highly sold. Has received several awards, including the Kodansha Manga Award and the Tokyo Anime Award. So what is Mushishi about? Set in the time between the Edo and Meiji periods, the story features ubiquitous creatures known as Mushi, which appear to have supernatural powers. It's implied that there are many more life forms more primitive than normal living beings, such as animals, plants, fungi, and bacteria, with Mushi being the most primitive and primordial of all. Most people are not able to see or perceive Mushi, but there are a select few who possess the ability not only to see them, but those who are able to fully interact with them as well. These shaman or doctor type figures are known as Mushishi, and the story follows one such Mushishi, Ginko, who travels across the land, lending his services to those negatively affected by the Mushi. He is an ardent Mushi master, who it is implied is part Mushi himself. The show is episodic in nature, with each episode focusing on a new character who has an interaction with the Mushi being featured, and the nomadic Ginko will inevitably intervene and aid the character of the week. 
There are very few other recurring characters, bar Ginko, with his friend Dr. Arashino, another Mushi enthusiast, one of the few who does recur. The Mushi are neither malevolent nor benevolent. They're merely trying to survive. They're spiritual beings who operate outside of the rules and confines of the material world. They are pure spiritual manifestations of nature that's only objective is survival. The Mushi don't overlap or challenge each other, like other creatures, but rather exist in harmony with each other and their environment, defining what Shintoism defines as spiritual purity. So this is just a beautiful show. And as I said before, very, very meditative. And have you ever seen High Maintenance? Anyone seen High Maintenance? Yeah. Is that the weed dealer one? Correct. Is it similar to Mushishi? <laughs> Honestly, in a weird way, narratively, narratively it is. <laughs> because it's a, a show of the week where it focuses on a character. And the only thing that binds the character to the narrative of the story is the weed dealer comes and gives them weed every week. That's like, and he's the one recurring character. And it's just always like a vignette, an episodic vignette. Every episode of a new character dealing with a thing. And the only thing that links them together is the guy who's their weed dealer. In this, the Mushishi, Ginko, is the only linking fact. And otherwise, every episode, we just get a beautiful little episodic vignette of a person's life who's been either negatively or positively affected by the Mushi. And he comes in to help him deal with it. And it is so fucking beautiful. I'm loving it. I think it's such a fucking good show. It's, yeah, it's blown my mind. I, did, I Again, not a big slice of life guy. Haven't been anyway. But this changed my mind on how I perceive even storytelling. You know what I mean? Because there is really any conflict. I mean, yes, sometimes the Mushi are doing things to negatively affect the people who are afflicted by them. But like I say, it's 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 more about Shintoism. I mean, it's mm. very much metaphorical for that. And I mentioned this before in season one, but I'm just going to quickly talk about Shintoism again, because I think it's really important to understand a lot of Japanese culture and it's particularly slice of life dramas, to be honest. So Shintoism is the indigenous beliefs and practices of Japan. The word Shinto literally means the way of the kami, generally sacred or divine power, specifically the various gods or deities. It came into use in order to distinguish indigenous Japanese beliefs from Buddhism, which had been introduced to Japan in the 6th century. Shinto has no founder, no official sacred scriptures in the strict sense, and no fixed dogmas, but it has preserved its guiding beliefs through the ages. Shinto is more readily observed in the social life of the Japanese people and in their personal motivations than in a pattern of formal belief or philosophy. It remains closely with the Japanese value system and the Japanese people's way of thinking and acting. I've got a quote here, which is, the Shinto influences run deep in the capacity in which the Mushi occupy the world. The consequences and causes of grievous occurrences are consistent with Shinto values. These values are, in summation, peace, harmony, and conformism with nature, and that which should be. In this regard, the Mushi are morally perfect creatures that simply act like they should, and the problems that arise are a product of dissonant human activity, intentional or not. Mushi have values which are fundamentally different from humans, values that dictate that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, no matter how much the few may suffer. And that's kind of what the show's about. It's about the symbiosis with nature and how we as, you know, and I think Japan's got such an interesting connection with that because this is their indigenous beliefs, which are not that dissimilar from Australian Aboriginal beliefs of the, you know, the connection with the land and harmony and whatnot. And I think what is so fascinating about how fast they modernized, as we said in many podcasts before, but Japan last major nation to modernize and they did it very fast. As a result, they are moving away from their indigenous belief system which I think is a big dualism in that country. And it's what Miyazaki talks about almost all the time, Princess Mononoke, for example, which has got a massive amount of vibes to Mushishi. It's just a fascinating thing. And watching this is just like, it's opened my eyes to Japanese culture 
a lot more than most shows have. So yeah, I think it's just beautiful. You should check it out. Wow. Again, if you, if you want to check out a show just to be meditative, chill out a little bit, relax, still get some good storytelling. It's beautiful storytelling, but it's simple. It's effective. It's calming. It's beautiful. Check out Mushishi. Honestly, stunning. What year did it come out? Came out in 2006. Yeah, because I remember and like our good friend Gerald is going to make another appearance here. He actually lent me the DVD mm. of this in 2009, throwing it back. Hey. Sorry, Sam's offended. Gerald wow. and I actually met first and Sam yeah, stole right, him right. away from me. No, I'm joking. <laughs> we both share Gerald. But he gave me this DVD and I remember like thinking Gerald was kind of cool and smart and stuff, which he is. Sorry, weird. this is weird. I don't know what I'm saying. But anyway, I was like, yeah, yeah, this guy <laughs> likes cool. anime. Like, cool. I do too. But like, meanwhile, I'm just watching Naruto, which I know he was too. But anyway, I was like, I'll borrow this DVD. Like, sick. Anyway, was bored as fuck because I was literally 18, an alcoholic. Like, I was like, this, I just want to drink beer. And I was like watching this slow, meditative thing, just being like, this is art, I guess. Anyway, pretended I liked it. <laughs> Anyway, then eventually, guess, uh. years later, I was like, this is like the fucking arty film that everyone pretended they liked. Um, but then I watched it back and I was like, actually, it's really good. Like, it's actually really good. And maybe I was not that kind of like slow pace. I was not particularly ready for when I was 18 and just wanted to party all the time and just wanted like battles and, you know, like. But you're right, Sam. I think maybe, I think in my head, I hadn't quite realized that anime could be so much more than just battle shonen. So mm. yeah. Anyway, 100%. basically, sorry, Gerald, I lied about liking Mushishi back in the day. I was trying to impress you. <laughs> um, but we good. But yeah, Mushishi. We're good. Mushishi. It yeah, it's beautiful. So Graham, let's move on to the quintessential cute girls doing cute things show which pretty much tops every slice of life anime list that you can find online. <laughs> and that show is K-On. Graham, tell us about K-On. I mean, you're laughing and smiling, but it's just been a rough week for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I managed to get through five episodes. And it's not like it's not a bad show or anything like that. It's actually, you know, it has its merits and stuff, but it's just so... It's... It's just not made for me. And I don't want that to sound sexist, but I just think the way that my mind is built, like I'm not mm -hmm. cute girls doing cute things. And it's not even just that. It's just I cannot stand things that set in high school because I went to high school and I feel <laughs> I've left high school behind. It's and it's it's every type of show. I can't watch CW shows set in high schools, mm. even though the people in them look like they're 30. <laughs> I just I can't I can't I can't go back. No one can go back. But anyway, it was um it was very cute. What is K on about? Give us a synopsis. So, all right, I'll I'll I'll, I'll run you through my 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 extensive research into uh, cute girls doing cute things. <laughs> so, K on <laughs> pronounced Kion, which uh, means light music in Japan, which is it's kind of like a version of Japanese pop, I would say, from what I've I've gleaned, and it's uh, about a I guess it's about school clubs in a way and like the relationships that you form within these clubs so if people don't know in high school you you have to mandatory have to take or be involved in after school activities which i believe i've written down are called kurubu which are broken up into udubu which is sports clubs and bunkadu which are cultural clubs and this one is about five high school girls who become friends through the light music club light music the main yeah it's not, not heavy it's not like <laughs> no it's a weird thing i guess it's more <laughs> casual casual music i guess it's not orchestral sure. 
casual music. Or it's not a Charlotte pissing herself. Sorry, by the way. this is so funny. <laughs> yeah, you should be because this this is five episodes and it took me five days to watch. Them. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got the lead who is the lead guitarist who is the main character who is Yui who is your prototypical, she's the ditzy, absent-minded sort of klutz character. Sumigi, who's the keyboardist, who is, I believe she she's the, I believe she's like a billionaire S, so she's the one with all the money, but she's also kind of airy. And then there's Mio, who is probably my, if I had a favorite character, it's probably her. She's the, I guess she's... What do you call it when you don't like germs? Germophobic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Freaks out about situations like, the beach episode. Uh, can't go into the beach episode. And then you know I've is... cosplayed as Mio. <laughs> All yeah. right. Yeah, she's she's probably There's the best. There's a photo for like, you, Graham, but you can't um, see it through the screen. Oh Jesus! At this point. Oh wow! Time. Hang on, you can't see it, but yeah, that's me. Oh, that the worst Mio ever. Most half-assed. <laughs> I like hadn't even so watched the show. <laughs> I just looked up girl with long dark hair, and it was Mio. So I haven't seen K-On. That was the most like wearing a band shirt without like, like what shame. And it's the most half-assed cosplay. <laughs> anyway, it's pretty funny. There you go. Um, yeah, so they they sort of form a, a club and they sort of learn to play music. And it's the same thing you were saying earlier on where there's, you know, they got to get ready for the, the festival or the show or, you know, there's issues that affect like will the club go on and it's very cute and the school girls and there's giggling and there's, you know, mid man in his thirties shouldn't be, uh, shouldn't be watching this alone, but here we are. We just like, like, I feel like Graham will never come on the podcast again because he's going to punish us forever for making him watch KO on. Like, I'm so sorry. I also hate, I hate cute things as well. That's why I didn't volunteer to do K on. Sorry. Sam tried to get um, me to do it. You know, he did. It's too cute. That's the problem. There's too. It's too cute. Everything is cute. Everything they do is so. Cute. Graham yeah. hates cute I can't things. Handle it. Kawaii. All kawaii. Um, it's funny though. There's actually a huge. It's, it's just like a fan base of men in not a creepy way who enjoy watching K on. Maybe it is creepy. I don't fucking. Is it? Yeah, it's probably creepy. Yeah, but there's also a huge fan base for My Little Pony, and those guys are weird as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Brodies. Doesn't matter. Like, if it's socially acceptable, it's still weird. Yeah. <laughs> so don't watch yeah. K on if you're a 30 plus year old man. Or do. Oh, look, I'm sure it, it is. It, it. it is sure someone's taste, but it's just, it's. I'm built different, and I know. Fair that. enough. But uh, I do like. I do <laughs> tend to like this stuff about the uh, this club activities. I find that kind of fascinating. That you you have to go and you have to sign up, and it's it's sort of preparing Japanese students for like the sort of. It's almost preparing them for the workplace. Like they have to go for like minimum. Mm. I think it's five hours. I have to be in club after school, like five to seven hours. Ah, yeah, another school so day. So it's pretty much just regimenting people to have that sort. Like the thing we talked about in the anime production side, where you have mm. to be ready to like sacrifice your time for like the group or the project or the workplace. Like it's it's um it's an interesting thing. And also another thing is, I am the least musical person in the world. And you made me watch something about music. Whereas Sam, you are <laughs> a musical theater guy and you've been in bands. So why the fuck didn't you watch That's this? why it's light music, Graham. We thought you'd be into light music. But like, he is light music. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, light music. The light music guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's what they call me, the light music it's funny guy. That we keep on talking about clubs and it's features in a lot of anime, including like anything that's set in high school. You know, Jujutsu Kaisen, they have clubs. They like, it's a pretty interesting system that we. 
mm. don't have. Although we kind of do, like in the drama, like you're in the play or the choir or like the same kind of thing, right? But I don't think it's as regimented as the Japanese sort of system. Yeah. Yeah, just more more intense than everyone else does it. Sounds pretty you know, cool, like, actually. If I could dedicate my if I could have dedicated my time in high school to something I was really into, like uh, yeah, I mean, Mob Psycho does it really hard as well. You know, like the spiritual, the the Esper Club or whatever. It's like no, he's they're the Body yeah, Improvement the Body club. Improvement Club. Yeah. It's an anime <laughs> I'm about to talk about also features a school club. So there you go, right on. And let me let so, me just like wait wait for it, guys. There weren't enough members, and that was the most of the drama. Oh, you know? what a well, weird! I've never heard that narrative. Never heard of this. Narr- narrative oh, no, with the club fall apart. Like oh god. <laughs> so Graham, Kaon, not for you. Uh, look, it had me it had me chuckling at some parts, but yeah, a little bit too cute for me. And as I said, when the episode four rolls around and it's the beach episode and it's like girls that have just gone into high school and they're at, oh, just, oh my God, looking over my shoulder, mm. like just thinking someone's going to come through the door with a yeah. SWAT team yeah, or something. So. Yeah, yeah, bit weird. But it's still like, I get it if you're into this, into Slice of Life or even cute anime girls doing cute things. It's, yeah, I get it. It's just not for me. And damn you, Sam, for making me watch I'll it. give you a really good one next time. Don't worry. <laughs> you say that. Then- <laughs> We're doing sci-fi next. Yeah, that's your whole jam. Yeah, right. Okay. We'll I'm see. sure we can find a cute girl sci-fi to give Graham. <laughs> we'll find oh, a sci-fi slice of life for you. Slice of life. <laughs> With the music club in outer space. <laughs> Gundam light music Gundam club. Light, <laughs> Gundam light music club is so good. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I would probably watch that right, too. Charlie, talk right. to us about Clanad. So Clanad, if you ever are as self-destructive as I am and you look up most like you know, devastatingly sad things to watch or like whatever, like just want to have your heart broken and cry. Clannad has always topped the list for anime. It's like Clannad, mm. Fruits Basket. Sorry, I said it again. Take a shot for those playing. Oh, take a shot. That's just me drinking my beer. Um, okay, good. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically Clannad is, I'd never seen it, but I'd read about it so many fucking times, heard about it. People love Clannad. And I was kind of like a bit hesitant because it looked like a, I actually really don't like the art style, but I get to that later. I remember looking at pictures mm. of it being like, this looks like a, you know, sad high school drama that I just can't be bothered watching. Anyway, when Sam said we're doing Slice of Life, I was like, I should probably use this time to watch Clannad because it does, it's very highly rated. People love it, particularly the second season, Clannad After Story. There's two seasons, Clannad, mm. Clannad After Story. People talk about Clannad After Story like it's the saddest anime of all time. And I was like, bring it on. Like, I want to cry. Like, you know. Let's cry. But I have to watch Clannad before you get to After Story because it's literally season two of the same season. You have to know the characters for it to have any impact. And so I started watching it and I watched 50 episodes in three days, which was too much. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. It was too much actually. By the end I was like, oh, my God, just hurry up and die. Like, you know, I'm waiting for the sadness <laughs> to happen. But, um, but I do. Felt the same way with Kaylin. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I um I felt so Clannad basically uh, just to give a background about the show just because I'm just talking in giant broad strokes here it was originally a visual novel which is a video game by the same company did a like very famous visual novel video game called Air and usually they are pornographic kind of hentai games but Clannad it oh. what happened was that Air was really popular when they released the censored version so when they did the next game they decided just to make it censored in all ages so Clannad is actually an all ages game that people really liked or whatever and then they adapted it to be the anime kyoto animation did the anime um and we taught i talked about kyoto animation they are like the kings and queens the the you know they rule the slice of life anime you got a king okay. and queen in there not me that wasn't me 
Okay, I, oh. to, I, want to, I want to state that fact right here, right the, now. Okay, I didn't bring up the kings for once. Okay, the undisputed I didn't say kings, undisputed. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. All right, whatever. Kyoto Animation. They do slice of life. They are the ones that do the best. Like that's just a thing we've talked about that yeah, in the, the last episode. Slice of life, yes. The undisputed, one might say. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that basically it's beautifully animated. Don't love the art style, but that's because it's like that kind of video game. Yeah, look quite. They almost look like you to watch Card Captor Sakura. Like they look quite kitty. Mm. It's kind of weird. Clannad season one takes place in high school. It follows a main character, Tomoya Ozaki. And he is like a bit of a delinquent-esque character. He's more like a, you know, lovable slacker in his final year of high school. You know, he's on his way to being a sleepy teacher, I would say. Like he's pretty good. You know, he's like he's on the trajectory. Like he's really smart without really trying, but like he doesn't really care. He's just listless. Like he doesn't care about school, about stuff. But he just – and also what's funny is that he's a protagonist in like what essentially is a harem show and a harem anime is like a whole thing where there's one, you know, male character in multiple – love interests that's a, another genre i don't really want to do an episode on to be honest but i guess we could we're not going to talk about that yeah it, but it's a whole like we can't really talk about anime without talking about harem i feel it's like the whole thing yeah i feel like clannad is like a soft harem in that way where it's like him and multiple okay. love interests i mean most shows like that to be honest it's like the one guy yeah yeah, yeah. Um, online you could argue it's like an isekai fantasy harem they show. all are yeah they literally all are. Anyway, sorry, it's another conversation. But I feel like Clannad is, I feel like, <laughs> I know that Clannad is like that. But basically what I found refreshing is usually male protagonists in these high school settings, it starts in high school, can't talk to the opposite sex. Or when they do, they like trip over and they're like, oh, or like, oh, embarrassed. He's actually really chill and is friends with all these people. And he'll go up and just start a conversation. It takes ages for the main couple to get together. And what this isn't even a spoiler, like they do get together and then it explores their relationship, which again is quite rare for a romantic anime. It usually ends with the couple getting together. So the first season, basically though, Clannad season one, set in high school. Clannad season two is set out of high school. So it follows them into their adult life. And all I say is Clannad season two after story just really, really wants to make you as sad as possible. It's like any tragedy you could possibly, it's like almost kind of funny. Like by the end, you're kind of like, oh, what else is going to happen? Like, but to its credit, uh, I was really invested and the characters are really good. I do not love that harem kind of vibe, but if you're willing, wanting to watch something that's like pretty mindless, pretty chill, also has a little bit of a supernatural spin to it, um, I recommend Clannad just because then you can talk about how sad you got in the second season. It's like a competition at this point. So it's pretty sad, but I can't say that without spoiling anything, just a lot of stuff. And also it goes about like, it's a very much a drama and a melodrama at that, as Sam said before. Like it is dramatic. The stakes are quite high. But you have to go through a lot of mundane character development before you get there, which is good because it means that the show kind of earns it. So it doesn't just throw mm. you in and you're like, oh, I don't care. So why am I upset about this dramatic thing that's happening? It's like, oh, no, we actually went through 20 episodes of this like slow burn relationship before we got to anything distressing happening. And it's about family relationships, all that stuff. So it's a drama, melodrama set in high school in the real world. It's very much a romance, but it's also about just like finding your way in the world when you don't really have that much money. Like it's actually quite really, it's quite gritty in an interesting way. I wish the art style was a bit better. I just don't like it. Like it just looks really kiddie to me. Mm. And it's not a kiddie show at all. Like it's quite realistic actually. Or melodramatic, but realistic. Like the issues they're tackling. Uh, but I recommend if you can get past that, it's it's definitely worth a watch. It rated fairly low on my problematic radar, which is, you know, good. Like I was like, that's oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Like there's nothing really <laughs> there's like good. a pervy best friend, but you know, like <laughs> we've got to take what you get at this point. You know, I was like, oh I can deal with a pervy best friend. <laughs> Fuck like 
<laughs> Jesus. I don't know. I was just more impressed that the male protagonist could speak to females without, you know, stuttering and like that was actually really Getting refreshing. Getting a blood nose or something. Totally. Yeah. No, he was, and honestly, he was just like friends with a bunch of them in the end. And I, I was sort of, I mean, yeah, yes, he's sleepy teacher vibe, so I'm a bit biased, but he's great. <laughs> what a great character. So Tomoyo gets a 10 out of 10 for me as protagonist. And also he's flawed as fuck. Right. He makes some terrible decisions. And you're like, babe, Tomoya, why? Why? Yeah. Get less sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's my review so, of Clyde. Yeah, I mean, awesome. Well, also, I want to talk to you. I want to get your opinion on Slice of Life, Charlotte, because you've been into it much longer than me. Ah, uh, you say yeah, this, think- but I'm not. Like, Fruits Basket is, I don't know if it's Slice of Life. The stakes are way too high. Nana? Okay. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Nana? Yeah. No, again, they're dramas. Of- like, they're not quite Slice of Life. Slice of Life's really specific. Like, it's hard to explain into it words. Is. Like, it it's, is. I don't know. I feel like I'm the same. I don't, I mean, I wish that I was more into Slice of Life. I feel like it speaks to my ADHD that I'm not because I'm like, someone <laughs> fight someone or like, that's why Clannard was okay <laughs> oh, yeah. for me. Give some conflict. Because I knew, and the thing is I probably would have dropped Clannard, to be honest, if I didn't know how tragic it was going to be based on the rumours because, and then I was like, oh, this is going to be good. The build up's going to be worth it. But I feel like if I was going in blind, probably would have been like, the hell, I'm so bored. Like skip, you know, kind of, yeah. Yeah, well, it is, it is a jarring genre. You know, because Graham, you're a perfect example here. You know, it's like it's it's something that so really jarred. is yeah, it does jar one, and <laughs> I think it takes a specific personality to really get into it. You know, and fair enough, either or. But for me, like obviously, I'm I spoiled myself with picking something I knew I'd like, but at the same time, I think it's something that I wouldn't mind folding in again. Just one show, even if I'm watching it like over the course of three anime seasons, just one slice of life, one episode a week or something, just when I'm really stressed. And I want to chill the fuck out and go to sleep and not have to like think about life and coronavirus and, you know, I'm yeah, never going to buy mean, a house in Sydney. That being you said, know, like- Planet is devastating on multiple, <laughs> like almost like borderline. Yeah, it's hectic. Yes, it could be very sad. Like I mean, people, people is, have think, said that yeah, they've been like disturbed by how sad they were. But like, it's like one of those ones that people actually had to recover from. Right. It's really sad, guys. It's really sad. I can't talk about well, it. If you want, yeah, I can. Yeah, like boring. I can. I'm not like disturbed. I mean, I can't without spoiling. I'm not like, I can't talk. No, I can. Just spoiler alert. Totally. And, you know, but something like Silver Spoon is just a perfect little dose of medicine just to chill out and be like, oh, he's he's working with the chickens today. Beautiful. You know what I mean? Like, it's so chill. Oh, he's learning about how to how to grow wheat. You know, great. Lovely. It's like I mean, a, is it, it like you know a I mean? warm like, hug? Sounds awful, to be well, honest. Look, Graham, your partner is a farming enthusiast. So I think if you want to watch a chill show with her, <laughs> Silver Spoon is the one. I'm funny. My partner's a light music enthusiast. <laughs> Should I watch? Well, I've got the anime Should for I him. Watch? It's really into light music. <laughs> and beach and beach. I just episodes. reject reality oh, and oh create my own. Yeah, Slice Life's a weird one, but like Violet Evergarden, is, people have um, said to me, but that's like yes, a high also fantasy. Also very sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they're mostly like going to be sad, hey? Other than Kayla. Oh, yeah. But Mushishi's sad. Yes. Mushishi's sad, but again, more like it's sort of hopeful because it's like the cycle of life continues and the benefits of the many outweigh that of the few and you know, those kind of Shintoist beliefs. It's, it's yeah, some episodes are very sad, but at the same time overall I think it's just a very uh, calming show, which is why I'm loving it. And I'm going to keep – there's a second season, which they actually did in 2014 as well, which they sort of upgraded all the animation, of course. So I've been watching that as well. I've just finished season one and I just loved it. So, yeah, I think you got to you got to pick and choose. Again, it's like it's not going to be for everyone. It is a divisive genre and not one for everyone but there is such a big fan base for slice of life anime and it's such a thing we would be remiss it's like not the, to it's talk like about the it hectic, like the really people who are really into anime like the real anime people yeah, love slice of fans. life 
Like it's it's interesting and like kind of look down on us shonen people. Mm, like we're the basic bitches, which but we are. We are so obviously. basic, but like, come on. Who doesn't love a good hype? Yeah. I mean, I like being hyped, you know, hype's good. Yeah, anime does hype better than anything else, so yeah. of course. It also does those really mundane, open-ended, kind of non-conflict narrative-driven stories almost better than anyone else too. It's just True. that sometimes, well, we're not used to it. We're not used to seeing shows which aren't conflict-driven in the West. You know, it's like, it's very rare. Even all reality television is all based on conflict. Like you got to look up, look up Kitchen Nightmares or whatever. It's just like best of, and it's Gordon Ramsay being as big of a dick as he can possibly be to people. And you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, you know. Like that's how most drama is delivered to people in not just the West but everywhere. So it is, it is, it's a real shock to the system slice of life, I think. But I think it's worth looking, even even like you, Graham. Obviously, I gave you the most quintessential one of them all. But even so. It's like, it's good to watch and be like, okay, I get it, but not for me. Fair enough, you know, but like- there's, there's oh, I think benefits that I would it. probably find a slice of life that I would like. It's just- Of course, I think you'd love Mashishi. High school girls forming a band that's, yeah. No. <laughs> I think I would like Mashishi. I'd also, you know, it's, yeah, there will definitely I be a like slice Silver of Spoon life, too. you know, that I would like. Oh, yeah. It sounds like the, some of them do sound great. It's just this one just didn't vibe with me. But that doesn't mean there Fair isn't enough. slice of lives that I wouldn't, wouldn't Honestly, like. Honestly, Clannad's good. Movie. It made me laugh. It made me cry. Like, it's actually good. Yeah. It's just a melodrama. So it's got to be in the mood to be, like, to lean in. Mm. Well, everyone, that is... Our episode on slice of life anime. Hope you learned something. Hope you get to go and watch something which can wind you down and chill you out. Whether it's cute girls doing cute things, whether it's someone learning how to be a fucking agricultural farmer, whether it's someone having a terrible relationship which ends horribly, or a spiritual meditative journey through Edo period Japan. They're everywhere. Uh, so you can check them out. Again, like I say, if you're going to do it, wind one in to your watch schedule. Just, just one. You know, just to have every now and then. I think that's the best way to enjoy a slice of life show. Are you watching? If, if one? it's not your thing, like a sorbet, palate yes, cleanser, exactly. palate cle- you know, palate cleanser, like a, a palate cleanser. Yeah. Exactly yeah, right. Little, I think that's how to best utilize yeah. this genre. Are you watching any at the moment, Sam? Anything? Mushishi. I've just been smashing Mushishi. No, is in like the current uh, season. I'm, I'm watch- trying to think of it. I guess Nomad. Nomad Megalobox was as close to a slice of life show as I watched, and it was my anime of the season. So, yeah. Absolutely. You know, like obviously it's King of the Sea. It's fantastic. Yeah. And I, you know, I'll, I'll try and pop one out next season too and see if I vibe. Yeah, Fruits Basket. So we'll see. Exactly. They're everywhere. Number so, one again, on my always, anime list. Almost, there you go. It, number one it was. Absolutely. I'm not you alone. Know, there I are actually thousands, like a bunch of us. So there you go. Not even dozens. Thousands. Thousands. <laughs> Tens we are legion. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> we are legion. Exactly. But this is the thing. Again, the slice of life, they're almost always paired with another genre, as we said. So it's like they're, they're everywhere. Every season, there's at least two or three of them in, in everyone's top 10 for the season. They're, they're just always around. Check them out. Check them out if you're into it. If you're not, don't worry about it. All good too. But wanted to give you a little walkthrough on some ones that you can pick and choose if you want to see if it's for you. And if not, there's always new ones coming out every season too. So thanks, Graham. Thanks, Charlie. Uh, back on the old fucking Thank lockdown you. Zoom or Discord vibes and who knows how long we'll be like this, but we will see. We'll be coming back to you soon, hopefully back in a studio as soon as possible, but, you know, we'll see. It's 2021, baby. Remarkably similar to 2020, but here we are. Next up, Sci-Fi <laughs> Light Music Club. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Gundam Light Music Club. Oh, can't wait. Gundam Light Music oh, it's Club. so good. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. See you next week. Adios.